I am the number one most impactful artist of our generation. What's going Yo, on? This is the Book of Yay podcast. I'm Rob Hayes. And I'm Chris Daniels. What's we, up? We got our special guest here today, Maria Heinig. Hi. It's What's Maria's up? birthday. It is. It's my birthday. I how, am how old are you, Maria? 21. I can drink, I finally. Be- I don't believe you. Well, so appropriate that we're talking about last call today because you can finally drink. Cheers. Cheers. I'm 30 years old. There, I said it. Embrace it. Whoop, whoop. You look good for 30. Thank you. So happy you're spending your birthday on our podcast. That I'm so excited to. to us. Well, um, I'm really like, I was super stoked to find out that it was going to be on my birthday. It was like my birthday and a Kanye West podcast. There's a lot of things I like at the same time. We thought yeah. you were going to cancel. No. Like the, the, immediately, like Chris was like, that's Marie's birthday. And we we're like, well, we got to find somebody. <laughs> <laughs> we had two backups. No, this is like. I'm well. I really don't like canceling on people. I really, really don't. And I try to never do it. That's a lot of quality. But like. it's not canceling if we if we like uh, we get it, you know. Right. Yeah. But Turn it's up. just not a thing I like to do. And also, I was really excited. Like I would rather do this podcast about Kanye West with y'all than do a spot right now. Yeah. I just really love podcasts. You hear I that really spots? love Kanye. Oh man, I do, and you guys are fun, and and this is a fun topic, and thank you, know. you. thank you for bringing champagne. Yeah, we yeah. got this champagne, cheers, which is appropriate. Last call. It's gonna be a lot of for sip alcohol. breaks for alcohol. Everybody, don't sip at the same time. Don't sip at the same time. <laughs> Somebody got to talk. Um, it's a sad day, though. It um, is a sad day. I was day. gonna end up drinking anyway because Prince died. Prince ruined my birthday. <sighs> don't do that. Don't excuse you. I said that to him. People probably playing Prince. Throughout the streets, we played on your it. Birthday. Yeah. We played it all day in my office, Prince only. That was it. And then we played work for my. Ice and cream then you floats. came in here playing the Migos, like we weren't about to start cranking the Prince. So, I'm why can't saying, I have a moment? It's my birthday. No, you can have a moment, and you're gonna get but three more. Prince dies. It's my birthdays, and then that's it. I don't know how to explain <laughs> this to you, but you ain't my father, and I'm gonna have as many birthdays as I want. I'm thirty. No, no, no. I'm not limiting your birthdays. What I'm limiting you saying. But it's my birthday as an excuse yeah, for something. What I'm telling you is that you are not in charge of that limitation. Remember when Prince died? Can we <laughs> <I'm get> count? <laughs> <laughs> it's been sad. And uh, it's crazy because like last week I was going on this wormhole about the Prince's second album. The one where he's uh, got his shirt off. Like it's a blue background. Uh, the Prince album. And like that's the one that's like sampled a lot in hip hop. And I didn't realize that like the song I Feel For You by shaka khan was like a prince song and then uh um there's a song on watch the throne that takes from that album and stuff and what song on watch the throne is it um i bet you got it written down i don't have it written down you take the best notes rob he does the one thing yo everything that comes out of maria's mouth gets a note but the Hmm. one thing that we need it Y'all didn't need that. Y'all can look it up yourself. What I'm saying is that go listen to Prince, yo. Go listen to Prince. And the only place you can find Prince right now is on title. Hopefully, um, they put the Prince and the Revolution and Prince and the is he, Is it really on title or are you messing with me? No, no, they own all Hopefully the rights to all this music. they only put Prince and the Revolution and Prince and New Power Generation on That's Spotify. That's a true thing. That's a real thing. I have to get back on title to, man. No, you don't. But Wait. you know what? That To me, I kind of like that because Prince fought so hard to have control over his music. And so I think it's kind of dope. That the only place Prince contained. music is is on title. I can't do this again because you. Can't I gotta make a all, new personality you, for myself. I gotta get like a new social security number and a new email. <laughs> I don't think that get, you have to submit your social security number to get the free got, subscription on title I, at all. If I don't want to, you know what else you could do? You could just buy his music directly. And Physical, I might, I might do, do that. that. I might definitely do that. Um, I have every I, Sam Cooke song that's ever been written off of Apple because that was all you could do back then. Yeah, no, I mean, I got a lot of prints already. Like, I got Purple Rain, I got 1999. 
I have a uh, Dream Factory, which was never released. Don't sue me. Don't don't come for me. <laughs> RIA. But yeah, I wasn't supposed to get that, but I got it. I get it. Batman, I have like the early Ryan know? Gosling tracks, so I, I understand how you feel. Have you ever seen Ryan Gosling he can sing, sing Jodeci on the Mickey Mouse Club? Yes. He can sing oh better than God. Justin. He killed it. He killed He's it. He's got a good yeah. voice. He does. Yeah. He can play several instruments too. Yo, shout out to Gosling. Yo, if you're yeah. listening, yo, Drive is a great movie. You. Would you I guys got... have Gosling on if you wanted to come up? If Ryan Gosling came on here, I'd lose my shit. Drive yo, is Gosling, one of my favorite if you movies. You out there, come through. Yeah. You know? Can I sit behind that couch and touch myself while you guys interview him? I about mean, if you quiet about it, it's like, episode, as long as we don't hear you <laughs> over, like, over the podcast. <laughs> When did when did that yo you you can say it's your birthday you get another, you get a four future birthday. <laughs> did you give me a new one for offering yeah. to do that um, <laughs> thanks for putting me on <laughs> yo but like I'm, I'm really sad like I mean yeah, this is really so many people are forced to watch Purple Rain and they like thank me like man like this it's a great movie I wouldn't know? I wouldn't love Romeo and Juliet as much if I if it wasn't for Prince did you ever see that movie with uh, Leo. Yeah, Leo and Claire yeah. Danes. It's not him singing. It's the kid. Yeah, yeah. I forget his name, but it's still. Oh, what's what they is turn it? up in Qu- risky Quinn, business? Quinn and Tarver. Yeah, um, that's his name. He's in. The, um, he's in the movie too. And he does that. He sings that other like really slow one in um, when they're getting married in that song. And then later he did. Um, he tried out for American Idol and he didn't make it. But he was one. He of didn't the make ki- American Idol. No, because once his voice changed, oh, he he's had, still a beautiful singer. But I just he don't had think the it was te- the Tevin, as, uh, Tevin Campbell thing. Yeah, but his um, voice crack. Don't I think, you do Tevin Campbell? Nah. Like that. <laughs> All right. Wasn't Tevin he, Campbell got good when he was like fourteen. Oh man. <laughs> you like nine-year-old Tevin Campbell? You like Ricky's highlight tape? From you boys think, in the you hood, think, Tevin you think, Campbell. This you is think the most confrontational I've ever Tevin seen Rob Hayes in my better? entire life. Huh? Post-puberty Tevin Campbell? Yeah, that's Can We Talk? That's, uh, could it be, like, that's all, yeah. Now, post-post-puberty, like, when he's grown man Tevin Campbell? Nobody, all right. Nobody likes that Okay. Guy. <laughs> <laughs> but during puberty, I don't know what was going on, but he was, he was making them hits. He's at, he's at, you ever see Terminator 2? He had, I've, he had I've the seen Edward, Edward, too. Edward Furlong syndrome. There's a scene, because he was, Edward Furlong was going through puberty in the movie, and there's a scene where he, like, he figures out his mom, Sarah Connor, is going to go kill uh, Miles Dyson, and it cracks during the scene where he's just like, she's going to go blow him away! And it's like, that's how it is. That's how Tevin Campbell happened. His voice is gone. This is too much of a tangent. You no, guys that's do it fine. Because no Tevin thing. Campbell's in the movie Graffiti Bridge, and that movie's a sequel to Purple Rain. So actually, we still on topic if you think about it. <laughs> Damn. All right. You make a point. Yeah. Round and round. You remember that? Mm, okay. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. That that was the best part of Graffiti Bridge. That was yo. We used to watch that movie all the time. Welcome to the Jungle uh, has a sample of when we're dancing close and slow. By Prince, and I'm really curious to see. I gotta get that Prince album. What are you doing? That's the song. Yo, we can't afford. That's that. it. We can afford that though. What? Like that's that's not that's like three seconds. Yeah. Okay. Don't worry. All right. Never mind. Yeah, we good. <laughs> if you talk about it, then we're in trouble. As long as we well, don't talk dang, about it. If I knew that, I would have told you where to fast forward to. How'd you get that? You got title. No, 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 no. That's uh, that's Quinn Tarver doing "Everybody's Free" from Romeo and Juliet. Oh, see, she doing a different. She doing no. What we she just was talked about yeah. that. You just, just cut me off on what I was talking you, about. Well, we kind of we, we about. cut her off. We just got back to what we were talking about. Back to what we was talking about. That's what we were supposed to be talking about. All <laughs> tangents go back to the original topic. Okay, so that's a boy from okay, Romeo I'm, and Juliet. I'm going leave. Singing. What's he singing? He's singing "Everybody's Free." Okay. He also sang "Purple Rain." On that same soundtrack. So see, she she her tangent. <laughs> no, it was he just. I thought it was just when doves cry. Oh no, I thought he did both. I think I've heard a. Re- Never mind. I think I've heard a recording of him doing Purple Rain see, because he I loved Prince know. so much. But you're right, it was when the doves cry. You like you're that right. dance? We we are Hayes, off of the rails. In, we not we on are. the train no Hayes, more. Hayes is in hate with me right now. I'm not in. I feel hate like you guys nobody. are always in hate with each other. What is Kanye this? said last night on Cocktails with Chloe, I hate the word hate. Actually, they read that. He tweeted that. So I would never say I hate you. Or What's the word you would you. use? 
Nothing. We just need to get back back to what we talking about. Um, <laughs> Kanye was on Cocktails with Chloe last night. Did you see it? No, what I didn't is see that? It. It's, it's, a, it's her. It's, it's her now show. Canceled show. This show is so bad that it's hilarious. Like basically, she's on a set, and this dude that was on uh, Master Chef is her slave, and he just makes like cocktails. And food for her. He's her slave. And he has to stay in the that? kitchen the whole time. They don't call him. You know that. how E Network do. But you ever see like Chelsea lately? Is he black? He's just a chewy. No, he's a white male. I'm okay he's... with it. <laughs> but he's definitely like like when he talks, everyone looks at him like, why is he speaking to us? Right. <laughs> <laughs> but um, oh my god, he talks. Yeah, <laughs> That's the reaction. But Chrissy Teigen and John Legend and Kanye and Kim were there, so it was like star study. Did they bring their baby? Amazing. No, but baby it was a lot of baby talk. It was a lot of mommy was talk. Was the baby born yet? Yeah. Huh? And yep, it couldn't be. Luna baby. Simone, right? Yeah. Wasn't born yet. Yeah. While they were, it's like live. She went to the it's high school. It's not live, but they probably They just it had the baby. Week. Chrissy Teigen, yeah, it was early this week or begin, end of last week. She went oh. to the high school where I played lacrosse in high school. Chrissy was pregnant. Nobody cares. I All think right. the baby's born now. <laughs> yeah. Chrissy, I think, was pregnant. As far as like first first impression baby images go, that was a good looking baby. Yeah. Yo, you also, always her judging boobs babies. Good. You always judging babies and it always creeps me out, yo. That's the first time I judged a baby. On on the podcast, but like off off the, off Don't the be, podcast. Nah, you man, be judging <laughs> babies, dog. You baby judging? You a baby judging. Name baby. another baby I judge. Uh all the celebrity babies. Blue Ivy. I uh, I didn't say shit about Blue Ivy. Bankroll PJ. Uh Northwest. He's not a baby. Is this where you guys just air out all your feelings towards each other? That's cool. I'm no, editing this shit out anyway. We just, talk, <laughs> we just talking right now, yo. Yeah. Yo, this dude trying to sue Kanye. I think it's whack. He's trying to sue Kanye for $5 million class action suit because he he got title. And then Kanye's um, album, The Life of Pablo, ended up on Apple Music. Well, he's an idiot. But I did, I see where he's coming from, kind of, because I was in the same situation. But I I knew I was like, well, this obviously is not going to stay on fucking title. It's just a publicity stunt. This guy, he's no, he's not really no different than a guy who like painted a mural and was like, if you want the shit to come down, oh, Kanye kissing Kanye. Yeah, yeah. Well, because you, what you did is you got title, and then when title was not free anymore, you got off title. Yeah, and then. You I know, waited a week and, and a week later went on Spotify and yeah I just waited it out because I knew it was going to end up on Spotify. You waited it out. I feel like if this dude canceled his Apple subscription to get title, maybe he'd have grounds to sue. But just acquiring title because somebody says it's not on Apple, like you know what I'm saying? Like I don't I don't see why that that's an issue. Plus. I think he's just more trying to make the, a point than anything, and he wants money. Kanye's not the only person on title. Title, yeah. Rihanna and did it. He's getting a lot of content out. So of it. yeah, you're getting a lot of content. Let's look at your stream history. See what else you've <laughs> been you looking listen at. To anything but Life if of Pablo. You've been listening to anything outside of Kanye. Anything outside of Life of Pablo. You know, maybe you got some questionable stuff. Maybe some movie scores that you don't want to see that you sleep to. <laughs> and let's get you it all like out there. My mom making me flip back to the last channel I was watching when I was a kid to prove that I wasn't watching something I wasn't supposed to be watching. Damn. You'd be like, well, let's see your history. What's your let's mom's name? Let's see what you were looking at, Teresa. That's a cold move, Teresa. That is a <laughs> Teresa move. I wasn't allowed to watch Full House until I was like 15 or 16. Why were you not allowed to because watch Full House? Because that show is sexual. It is sexual. Who's having sex on who, Full I House? I mean, who knows? But it was impossible for me to legitimize to my mother. It Listen, was Stamos. It's not a sexy show. What else were you not allowed to Nothing. watch? Nothing. Like, I couldn't watch MTV at all as a, as a of television not. channel. If you can't watch Full House, if <laughs> you mean, can't watch Jesse and the Rippers, you can't watch <laughs> no real rock and roll. What I else can't, can't you family watch? Family Matters. Uh, you couldn't watch Family Matters? You couldn't watch Family It's got the I first did, word is family. Yeah, I know. I'm they riding that. bikes together. <laughs> you, Here's the thing, though. Know. I watched all that stuff just not when she was in the room. Okay, so you you snuck so family so you, matters was your porn growing up. So I mean, until softcore porn. When, <laughs> when Teresa well, came in a room, when Teresa came in a room, you would have to change the channel and then change the channel again. Yeah. So what would what was your what was your safe things? What would you change it to? Nova and like Seven Hundred Club. Nickelodeon was allowed. Nickelodeon Disney was allowed. Yeah. So Disney you, Channel, you know, just 
something that she didn't think was about sex. So, yo, if an artist didn't come on all that, you didn't know about them. What do you mean? That's how you found out about like, music on all that. Oh, um, I mean, that was definitely a source. Absolutely. <laughs> but I was sneaking MTV when she wasn't in the room. Okay. You but know? that's still like a gamble. That's still like. I gambled a lot. Yeah. <laughs> I was. That's still like. <laughs> I started. Look, I, you're not going to know about you, everything I'll sneaking. I'll give you an example. Uh, I started masturbating when I was. <laughs> you should see Rob Chopin. <laughs> <laughs> when I was like 12 or 13. And it was the softcore porn. So your girl took some chances. Skinamax. With watching. Yeah, yes, indeed. You ever watch Skinamax, Late Rob? night. Late night, baby. Yeah, of But late course. night, what you, did, but like you didn't have cable. It is like blurry. Nah, we had no, all we the had, I didn't have. I, I had to like, like mess with the wiring to get as much as I could, but it was all static, and it was just like you might get a glimpse of a titty. It wasn't by. Yeah, and in I Atlanta, was like, but I, you just got to hold that image. <laughs> in Atlanta, the Spice Channel was Channel ninety nine, and everybody knew it, and everybody knew it was like scramble screens. Like everybody <laughs> would try to watch the Spice Channel. Oh yeah, sex dot com. Like when you got dial up. Sex dot com was a kidding? website. Oh, it still is. Real sex. Yep, on sex. HBO. I hate real sex. But they would always you gotta watch so much shit weird before stuff. you get yeah. to it, and then it's it like an actual documentary. You're yeah, like, no, I, I just want to watch you. Fucking. I didn't want the story. I wasn't interested. Did you guys watch the pony episode of that where they would dress people up like ponies? <laughs> no. <laughs> How many times have you watched it? <laughs> and if I, I don't think I'd ever be the one to bring it up. That's, that's, that's why you're special. <laughs> it's your birthday, and you can bring up that you watched the pony episode of Real Sex. Girl, um, you know you want to ride out. Okay. Since we're talking about first, when was your first time experiencing or hearing about Kanye West? I think the first time, I mean, the first time that I heard Kanye West without knowing that I was listening to him was obviously the stuff that, you know, he produced for Jay. Um, Who? Jay-Z. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jay-Z, the accredited I'm not on a first name basis. I'm sorry, I don't. Well, but when you say Jay, don't you think of Jay-Z? It could be Jay Z, could be Jay Quan. Yeah, it was Jay Quan. <laughs> it was the famed album that Kanye West produced for Jay Quan. <laughs> we all know it. <laughs> Man, I love Jay Quan. Did he have a second song? Yeah. Did he? <laughs> Did it go? <laughs> yeah. But so probably probably listening to that album. Um, but then the first time I heard him spit was obviously when he got in the car accident. And everybody started bumping through the wire. And you're like, oh, this is really good. Like, this is something I haven't heard before. And it's a really specific style where I didn't feel like it was like the LL Cool J, like soft shit by this guy that's like trying to be hard. Like, it's just him doing Kanye and it's just all he knows how to do. And it's just very authentic and original. And you're like, I want more of the Chicago. I don't know what this is, but I need to have it. That's what's up. I don't think LL Cool J was trying to be hard. I do. I think he's like, girl, look at my 16 different levels of muscles. I'm going to have intercourse with you. Well, I think think L. Cool J is (laughs) the most successful child star. And you got to realize he was a millionaire at 16, and that's how millionaires at 16 talk. Fair enough. Think about Bow Wow. A lot of multi-syllabic words while he's talking about hitting it. Um, Okay, so... Today we're talking about the song Last Call. Mm-hmm. This is one of my favorite Kanye songs. This song, a lot of people wanted to talk about this song. Um, Maria, why, why did you choose Last Call? I love Last Call for a lot of different reasons. I think um, it's a really exciting kind of pivotal point where he acknowledges a lot of the early success that he finally came up on after a lot of like um, peaks and valleys in trying to get put on and be respected as a rapper and not just as a producer. Um I like that you get to hear the autobiographical experience for him of trying to make that jump and people that were interested and not interested in it. But this is also a song that I would play over and over and over again when I would run when I was living in Spain after college. And so this just like takes me back to a very particular place in my life. And it has some of my favorite Kanye lines of all time. Oh, yeah. Um, Like mayonnaise bends, I push miracle whips. Like how do you... (laughs) How do you get? How do you do? How do you do better than that? That's just like the most Kanye thing of all time. I love. Uh, I got a buzz bigger than insects in Texas. Yep. I love. Uh, when I take he my says, chain, my fifteen seconds of fame, and I come back next year with the whole fucking game. 
I love I love when he uh when he says I'm the gap like banana republic and old navy because I didn't know they were the same company until like maybe three years so, later. So you know it's not it's just not just good lines, it's education. Yeah, it's education. <laughs> it's like like why is the gap like banana republic and old navy? Like I did, I was like, he's just naming stuff in the mall. But then <laughs> <laughs> then I found out, they, you know, since it's the same company, a lot of times they end up in the same mall. But I, uh, I'm glad Maria picked this song because I feel like I needed to hear it because it, so it is great. But it also it makes me feel so much uh, more inspired as I'm trying to do anything artistic from the standpoint of dude who spent so much time trying to do something like this whole song is like very it's very arrogant like you think like now kanye a lot of people who criticize him always think like well the fuck is he so like uh arrogant and why does he feel himself so much he's like an asshole it's like but you listen to like everything he's been through and like how much work he puts in and like i, I listen to this after i'm done with this like i gotta do something i gotta go right yeah. yeah i gotta go i gotta go Just draw kept going i gotta, I gotta going. do something and going when i moved up here and i went to ikea and bought a bed i felt uh-huh. so cool <laughs> and like people were like you you need some help and i was like no i gotta put this bed together myself <laughs> <laughs> and then the other good. line that i can't get over from this one is oh my god is that a black card i turned around and replied well yes but i prefer the term african-american Express. i'm louis vuitton dime but my mom a purse now I'm, she's louis vuitton mom. mom that's great yeah. i want to get monique a purse so bad but she's gonna get one off from Chinatown though. Yeah, I want to get <laughs> Corinthia purse. That'd be dope. I'm just thinking about that Broad City episode where Alana and her mom go to buy that's like, a great fake episode. purses and they get thrown in a van and then taken. I don't somewhere. know her name, but she's Susie in Kirby Enthusiasm. Yeah, she's great. She is the perfect mom. <laughs> that's that's her in thirty years. But I also love that like I love that he puts J Z on the beginning of this track. Yeah, and and that it's Jay Z like clowning him, but he doesn't care because he's like, yeah, Jay Z is clowning me. That's like so much better than somebody else saying something nice about me. But I think I don't even think that was him clowning. I think that was him clowning him, but I don't think that was supposed to be like part of the song. I think right. he was just like, like, hey, can we get a mic check? And he was like, yeah, yeah, fuck you, Kanye. First and foremost, <laughs> yeah, 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 that's why it's so and then great. He's like, all right, all I need to say is you're a real sofa dude, and it's like. You're a real sofa dude. And then he's like, all right, next I need you to say, uh, so what you think of this? So what you think of this? And then, all right, that's it. Thank you. And, and we like, didn't <laughs> hear from Jay-Z again till pop oh, style. Man. Same. <laughs> <laughs> well, because Dame was the one that liked him. I was just talking to Courtney Farrington about this before I came here. Yeah. Uh, Dame was the one that liked him, but then when they split up, he went with Jay because he knew that he, well, first of all, foundationally, he was going to be able to keep producing for Jay, even if Jay didn't like his rap yet you gave all the beats to jay dude the got classics, classics to, to your beats, beats. B. yeah but dame classics to your if you watch they're superstars my a, ass. they still are there's a bunch of choke no joke videos that was a dude that was like dame dash's personal cameraman and you see dame dash didn't have all the business sense like you would see why somebody would choose jay-z yeah there's a video of dame dash and he's yelling at everybody in a meeting about um jay-z and they're like uh y'all having secret meetings with without me at def jam i can't believe this like y'all don't do nothing about my culture fat boy and then like isn't that a scene from straight out of compton no 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 this is no 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 no. this is real this is real footage of something that really happened and they were like we sent you an email but this is 2004. Straight out of Compton is a documentary, Rob. Like, no, it's not. It's a biopic. <laughs> and he was like, what? they were like, uh, we sent you an email. And he was like, don't nobody real check emails. <laughs> y'all need to call me. Why y'all out here sending emails? That's your problem. That's how I know it's a secret meeting. Because you send an emails. Like immediately, you're like, all right. Well, now I see why Kanye went with Jay. Because Jay Z was open. Email. Jay-Z was open to the, the New World Order, which is S.Cardin.gmail.com. <laughs> Dame Dash stay in the could have, would have lane. Well, and he ended up, uh, or at least one of his LLCs went bankrupt. Did you hear what he said this past week? No. He he said he would have never never let Aaliyah get on that plane. Oh, my God. Who who wouldn't say that, though? (laughs) 
It'd be way more messed up if he was. I like, made sure she yeah, got on that plane. I would have. I would have gave Aaliyah a neck pillow and been like, "Have a good flight." Like that would have been messed up. That's like, you're supposed every, to say. Every, but he's trying to say like that someone was culpable. There's a culpable. Nine eleven never would have happened if Dame Dash of was culpability. There. You know? Do you need some more? This is a different one. You want to finish that one, or you don't care? Oh, there would never we, been a blackout. We popped a new bottle in, in the, su- the Superdome if Dame Dash was there. You ready? Um, How's can that we vintage? talk about this beat? Yeah, let's do it. To me, this is one of the dopest beats, period. And it makes you want to listen to the story. The first time I heard this song, I thought everybody was going to rap on the track that was on Rockefeller Records. Like I was like, this is the last track. Yeah. Jay-Z just got in front. Family dinner. Kanye's rapping. And then I thought, okay, we're going to hear Young Guns. We're going to hear Petey Crack. We're going to hear Beans. We're going to hear Freeway. And instead, Kanye just starts telling this story. But I keep listening to the story because this beat's so good. Yeah. It's to do it with a saxophone. I could listen to that for hours. Killing it. Yeah. Yeah, there's a little. There's that. There's a John Legend. So won't you raise your glass, won't you? Like, I could, I wish I was talking so and somebody could, like, just sing that in the background. That'd be great. It, um, ma- it makes the entire monologue. So this song samples Bette Midler, he Mr. Rockefeller. Rock. Every time I listen to that song, I can't find the part that he took. He oh, you can't it. hear it? I can hear it. He, 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 it's, it's, uh, it, he makes it sound like she sang it. He just, he just edits it, edits uh, her vocals a bit. But where's the cheers to the, or the here's to the, like, where did that come from? Because I don't hear that anywhere when I listen to it. I know, of course, Mr. I get where I get where the, I get where that, that is, but the like cheers to the like where's that? I don't know. Well, that, why do you think that part's bad though? That part's like Kanye being like to the rock. So you think Kanye sang that part? I don't know if he sang that part, but I don't think that's like sample from Bet. I think that's the part he added, like that he wanted to cheers to the rock. But I'm saying it's the same voice that says Rockefeller, like cheers to the rock. Well, yeah, but there's so many. It's like the, for me, that's the same way. I think he probably just found someone that he thought sounded similar in the same way that, you know, people can't tell, always tell that it's designer and not future. And they can't always tell. Well, okay, you just get, <laughs> Rob is about to explode. I don't think those are the same at all. I do. But I, think I find, get what you're saying. You know Sometimes saying? he does have people sing over samples. Yeah. yeah. Like, um, you know, uh, or like late, you know, that, that song says, little girl, please stop your crying because I'll be late for that. But it I'll sounds like little, but, uh, no, because I'll erase I'll be away your that. tears, but he made it sound like I'll be late for that. And he was saying, I'll be late for that. And it sounds like I'll be late for that, but it's really I'll erase away. So I can see that he does that all the time where he takes samples that are saying one thing. And when he speeds them up, convinces you that they're yeah. saying something else. Um, and then the whatnots is sampled. I guess that's where like some of the, the beat comes from, like the little boom, boom, ding, 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 ding. But then uh, that love doggone. That is like, that's like the soul beat right there. That's the beat that like that beat is on uh, "Welcome to Kanye's Soul Mix" show. When you first hear those drums, that's from the same track. And I didn't find that out until I did the research for this episode. I feel like this song was like the um, like when you watch through the wire, you see him making the college dropout. I feel like this song is like everything leading up to it and it's dope you never see anybody be that honest you never see anybody just talk about you know how they felt you know leading up to everything that went up to how he thought he had a deal and then he didn't have the deal and then you know he rapped and jay-z pulled a hat over his face and his face was like oh jay-z didn't make that noise his face was like oh yeah but It doesn't matter. That's that's an impression of it on the Yeah, song. no, no, no. Yeah, yeah. I'm but I'm saying that he used ooh to describe his face. He yeah. he gave him the ooh face, but he didn't say Jay Z said ooh. He just said his face was like ooh. But he he didn't, didn't sign me or nothing. Yeah, he didn't sign me or nothing, but Oh man. When I I don't know, I feel like 
this is this is kind of like what separates Kanye from a lot of rappers because it's very bravado culture or nature for you got you have to be like i'm the best i'm the, i'm the motherfucking king right here i don't think he knows anything but that though. but like, it's but very but you never you never hear anybody's earned like that that like real earned story yeah like this everybody yeah. everybody else you just gotta we'll take your word for it and and latch on to it well and he's also real smart about it right because he doesn't just go into it like you would go into like a skit on a rap album which i am not a huge fan of at all in general, I want to hear your music. I just want to hear the next song, the next song, the next song. So he's smart about it. He leads into this when I he knows that kids. it's going to be a dialogue, or not even a, mon- a monologue, just about like his come up and his story. But he opens it with a song. Like he does the he does the J intro, but then he goes in, he does a song, and then he just carries on with the beat because it's so good, and he knows that you'll keep listening because he's already given you the song, and now he's ready to tell you his story. This is this is the. The monologue is just what anybody who like detracts from Kanye in a in an ignorant point. This is all you gotta do is play the monologue, and then they should get it. Yeah, and you just get to hear him talk about being starstruck, and you just get to hear him just loving being in the music industry and struggling. And you're like, this this part, this is relatable. You what do you, know, what do it's you, not relatable to watch him like, you know release like season three just like with smoke and you know madison square garden like it's awesome but yeah, it's not because something... nobody's ever done it exactly before. he's doing <laughs> things that are beyond palatability for anyone else's experience but when he talks about the struggle that part you can relate to your life and it's very it's 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 very likable yeah it's likable it's likable so much that i don't want him to struggle again like he I, went through it so now he's he's who, in Madison Square Garden. I'm not like to, who wants him to struggle build again. Build another IKEA bed. I feel that you are arguing with me when I am on your side. I didn't say I was on uh, on a different. Side you can't you. come. You can't come at Kanye in any sense of fashion and have Rob not it's take offense. Amazing to it. that you have a podcast about Kanye West, but you only want to build him up. What do you mean? It's not. I don't. He doesn't need me to build him up. He's up. No, but that's... <laughs> oh, my God. What are you talking about? I got to get out of here, guys. <laughs> this has been really fun. He's He built himself up. Okay. Lock yourself in a room and make five beats a day for three summers. That's a different world, like Cree Summers, which means <laughs> after season two. You know, not the first season, but after Cree Summers. You're right. Kanye West is perfect. I'm going to go fuck myself. All right. I, I, didn't a- say, I didn't say he was perfect. I didn't say he was perfect. I'm just saying I'm not I'm not doing any any building. The man is built. So he's finished. <laughs> Rob just tried to cheers to like <laughs> even out the playing field of him being like super combative That about was nothing. a dominant move by the way. Also build somebody up is a saying and it's about emotional build up, which is what you're doing regardless of him in being in need of it or not. I could build you up right now whether or not you need it. That's a thing I'm doing. Rob, tell me about your childhood. That's her women's planning again, <laughs> you know? Like, I don't know. Is build that when, them up. Is that like, when, I can't. Is that do like word when a woman. Play, you know? Like, I can't play with words. You know, you, you <laughs> so throw a phrase at just me. Just to be clear. And I'm going to take your phrase and use it like Play Doh, but that's an issue. You know what I'm saying? But what, what just to be clear, women's planning is when a woman makes a good point. Is that what no, it means? No, I'm playing on the fact that people make claims of mansplaining. No, I understand that, and I am making fun of that. Exactly. <laughs> uh, you guys are here, but Rob just tried to say, take a sip of Yo, champagne and dribbled your- all over him. <laughs> we don't need your commentary. <laughs> nah, that's not getting edited out. <laughs> Put a star next to this moment right here. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, God. All right. Cool, cool. I, got, I actually have two questions uh, for Maria about the last point she made before yes, sir. Rob spilled champagne over himself. Uh, and that is... Because I'm a thought. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're not. Remember, you're great with wordplay. You take words, you play with them. Thoughts don't do that. Thoughts right. can do that. Just because well, somebody's a hoe don't mean they can't like, be was, literary. I really feel like you were trying to drag me into a feminist argument about what a hoe is. <laughs> what? Hoes, hoes can play with words. <laughs> you don't follow the we we, we got to exchange Snapchats because if you follow 
<laughs> is that what we'll get for your Snapchat story? Oh, hoes can play with words. No, no, I'm saying if you, you follow the people I follow, if you follow some of the the thoughts I follow, you see. Like, Why are you oh, following them if they thoughts? Because they clever. They clever thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> that is so the name. They, that's a of a rap group. Rap group. Clever thoughts. Clever thoughts. Yeah. That's like gonna be my new Twitter name. Clever thoughts. <laughs> All right, Maria. Do you think I don't think that make I think they're not thoughts then if they're clever. One day I'll Why? ask my question. Why? Why? Why can't you be a hoe and What what's the be definition clever? of a hoe then? Riley, Someone, Riley says if you pay if you pay for something that makes her a hoe. Yeah. Huh? From Wait. Boondocks. You ever see that episode of Boondocks? Oh, I thought you meant Stephen Curry's daughter. No, Riley Curry has no opinion on I was like, hey, that's crazy. It's <laughs> <laughs> your baby judge yourself going to bring her into this conversation. She okay, okay. What are you- Riley from, uh, from Boondocks. Boondocks makes so much more sense. He's like, you're not paying uh, her, you paying the restaurant. Mm. To take. He's like, but I'm paying, which makes her a hoe. He's like, well, I want to just give. I don't know if I want to get into all that. It's a great episode. It's one of the best episodes. What of are Moon your Dogs. questions for me? My question was about the monologue, and because uh-huh. you 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 seem infatuated with Kanye here, yeah, uh, and you you alluded a little bit to Kanye now. Do you think that this was the beginning of the of arrogance that completely went off the rails, or do you think that this is just? Uh, I think this is I think this is at a point when he was early enough in his career that he felt open enough to just really share with you. So I don't think that this part of Kanye doesn't exist anymore, but I just think as he's gotten bigger and bigger, obviously the pressure of when you make an album is that you make such a beautiful masterpiece, you Pablo Picasso every single time. And I think back then he still had an opportunity to play with things in a different way where he made a great album, College Dropout. But then he also was like, yeah, I'm just going to I'm just going to come off and I'm just going to talk about things. I'm going to talk about what brought me to this place in my life, which I'm so happy about. It's like a beautiful verbal story circle celebration of the album and how far he had come. But I also think it was him letting people in in a way that I don't know that he feels comfortable to do in the same way now. So now instead, I feel that he communicates his insecurities and the things that, you know, his his. um the things that torture him because he's, you know, clearly bipolar. He makes reference to it on more than one album. Um, Lexapro. Um, but within that, like, I just, I think that he feels like he has to talk about it in songs now, but here you just get to hear him talk about it. You just talk about his life and you really get to hear it from the person it happened to. And I think it's always exciting to hear people tell autobiographies and how they perceive their lives. I think that Kanye has dug deeper like, I feel like part two could be last call if he would have gotten to that place, but he wasn't to that place of processing his life like that. Like, if you listen to part, part two, you know, market crash, you know, pops lost his money, people get divorced for that, you know, uh, Crashed my car, lost my soul. You know, like like all the all the stuff that he's saying on Pablo, I feel like goes to like a deep place that he just wasn't at when he made Last Call. Well, you can't be at when yeah. you haven't achieved the status. Right. I mean, a lot of different or, things or have pressure. Happened. A lot of things, of different or, things or, have happened to him in yeah. between when he made this and when he made he's, Pablo. But he goes back further than he's not talking about post-college dropout like if you listen to part two a lot of that you know is is about his life before he was a rapper there's a lot of like the stuff that led to him 30 hours you know um 30 hours of real real friends kind of is real real friends is i grab that as post no that's that's to post fame but i'm saying what i'm saying is like that level of depth and like part two, when you're talking about his parents, like that's all that stuff, you know, until, until up until he gets to the, you know, car crash, that's that's all stuff that happened before the college dropout, but we haven't heard about. We've never heard about his dad until the life of Pablo. So I actually recorded a version of Last Call. Oh, yes. You don't know about this. but uh, When I was in college. <laughs> 
tell them the story of me starting comedy? <laughs> oh my god, I have yeah. never been more excited. There's I'm gonna no- quit comedy just to listen to this. So we're gonna listen to this, and then Maria's gonna have a good old time. <laughs> I can't wait for this. I am so excited, Rob. I've never cared for you more. <laughs> oh, I forgot to say this. Oh, oh wait, what? Um, so one of my earliest memories of Kanye West was I gave my friend Lauren a ride in college and, um, and gold digger came on and I just wrapped the whole thing, you know, along with him, not just on my own <laughs> silently what in a version? car. Did you wrap the radio edit? I did, did not. Ra- oh, I, <laughs> <laughs> but I always say, I guys, no, uh, no. Maria's Caucasian. Um, I, oh, I say ninja instead. That's, oh, okay. my, that's right. my cover for that. Um, but anyway, say broke rope. I say broke broke sometimes. <laughs> Just so you guys know, Rob is black. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, but so I just wrapped the whole thing because I was like, and my friend Lauren was like, who loves hip hop was blown away. And I was like, you need to, you need to be, you need to go do more things that you're impressed that I'm just rapping along to a Kanye West. You had skills. I just like I just love deep. You know who really got skills, and I can't wait to hear right now. Rob, Rob Hayes. Hayes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Shout out to okay. So here's the set it up. Um, I'm so happy this when, exists. In the spring of our of, of school, we would have Greek weeks, mm-hmm. and it was like all these pe- all these Greeks would have weeks. My senior <laughs> year. You tell them what you mean by Greeks. Greek organizations like fraternities and sororities. There we would go. Have weeks, Wasn't just Greek people running around <laughs> having weeks. <laughs> just You're diners exactly, everywhere. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It was not. It was not like all uh, these Greek people would show up at Rob's college <laughs> and just have a week. Yeah. <laughs> big fat so Greek all the week. Greek, you having a week, Greeks. All the Greek organizations <laughs> would have weeks, and they would have events, and there would be like, um, there would be. Uh, events that would be like community service events and there would also be events that would be like fun events and like fish fries and stuff so what i decided was since like i was the man in college i was gonna have robert week wait which man i I was like i was like i was pretty popular at my school yeah how many people were at at your college 20,000 and you're so you're pretty popular it's high school it's college. college You're pretty hey, popular t- at your... There's tw- only 20,000 people at UGA? Undergrad. Uh, okay, well, thank you for specifying. Were you not also popular among the graduate programs? or were you It's stickers? hard to be popular amongst <laughs> people who have real lives and whatnot. You know, so. I wouldn't describe people in graduate programs as having real lives. Nope. I would describe them as avoiding getting a job. Uh, but So you're very popular among 20,000 people. That's what you're telling us. Um, I'm not saying that, but what I'm saying is is that I felt that way. Okay. And so I had Robert Week. We had T-shirts. Did Matt Stafford have Matt Stafford Week? I'm not even. Go- All right, go he ahead. did not. He did not. There was no Matt Stafford Week, but okay. there was Robert Week. There was Matt Stafford so, Saturdays. All right, go ahead. You know what? <laughs> Sorry, no. Sean had some of them Saturdays. <laughs> uh, uh, I have to shout out Detroit uh, Lions quarterback. AJ Matt Green Stafford. had some of them Saturdays. You know what I'm saying? He didn't own Saturdays by himself, but yes, I see what you're saying. Matt Stafford was gone by this point, so okay, you know there was a void. Lions fans always got to try to try to get something. You know? man, we ain't getting playoff wins. Give <laughs> exactly. Um, so, right, we, we had a mixtape. We had events. We had uh, we had t shirts. You had parties. Um, there was some parties. Uh, your boy got some of the greatest twerk of his life. Like it's great. <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> Uh, I've never heard it referred to that way. I got twerk. I. Oh man, you you have not hung around me <laughs> in my in my early twenties, um, which is impossible because I met you in my late twenties. But uh, <laughs> this is this is one of the last tracks off the Robert Week sound, uh, soundtrack. Last off the Robert Week mixtape. Mixtapes were bumping. So like, how I long? Had, how many tracks we got on this mixtape? This is track 22. (laughs) (laughs) 22? But I put a lot of songs I like. So I put a Currency song on there. I put a a, a Sierra song on there. I put like I put like a a NERD song on there. You sprinkled in Rob Hayes. I sprinkled in some Rob Hayes skits and songs throughout. But this is like the one I did 
for last call. <laughs> All right, play it. Yes. Y'all know what this means. Time for me to get my Kanye West on. Talk like Kanye did, so I, I thought it was real cool how you just stopped the track and started talking. So that's what I'm gonna do right now. Check me out. So a lot of people ask me, "Yo, Rob, how you get started how with the whole comedy started? thing?" And I tell them, you know, I feel like I've been funny my whole life. Now that people are starting to realize that I'm funny because I do it on the stage, but I don't know. I always lived in my head. To entertain myself as a child, sit in my room and just, you know, chill and just think about stuff that was funny to me. I remember watching comics growing up, watching Comic View and DC Curry and Steve Harvey and Chris Rock. I remember like the summer before like seventh grade. Every day I watch Comedy Central. I watch like two hours of Saturday Night Live. I was like kids in the hall. I'd wake up and watch Conan O'Brien reruns, and then I watch The Daily Show at night. And I think that's really when I started like writing and thinking, you know, I was a funny dude. You know, and uh, when I got to high school, it was a really hard transition because that was the first time I was around people older than me. People used to, you know, pick on me and tease me and stuff. My middle school, they had school uniforms, so I didn't really know how to dress or nothing. So I already stood out when it came to dressing. So, I mean, that's when I kind of just started with my own style because I was just like, I don't want to be a cookie color copycat of these other fools. So that's kind of how I started getting fresh, you know, gradually. You know, I, I had my little ups and downs, had braids, tall tees, all that stuff, but you know, by the end of high school, I found myself there. People still used to tease me because they didn't understand. You know Get his saying? ass! But I got over that because roasting was real big in my school. And I remember one thing that I used to do was I used to roast with, like, the best roasters. It was kind of like a white man can jump type yeah. thing, you know? Like, they would be like, oh, I'd pick anybody to roast you. You see that dude with that AP Calculus book? I bet you he could roast you. Then I come in and just murder somebody real quick. And that's how I kind of knew I was funny, you know? And so that's when I started writing. And when we'd have a substitute teacher, I'd go up to the sub and be like, hey, let me get like five minutes. Like and be like, all right. It would suck. You know what I'm saying? I would never use them jokes. Some things suck. But, you know, it was, that's how I get started writing. So the bullies kind of stopped messing with me because they knew I was funny. And then also I would help them write jokes and talk about other people so I ain't get picked on. I'd be walking down the hallway be like, dang, Rob, I thought you was a lame. Why don't nobody mess with you? And kind of just laugh <laughs> to myself. Then when I went to college, the biggest thing in college was the poetry slams. I remember everybody be at the poetry jams, poetry slams, whatever the thing's called. They'd be there and they would just be so in love with the poets and so in love with poetry. And I'd be like, man, I'm creative, but I don't really know how to write poetry, but I know I can make y'all laugh, and I, I used know to I do different laugh. things. I'd write a poem on the spot, you know, while the thing was going on, and then spit it. Or, you know, I'd write a poem, and then, you know, it'd be about different stuff going on, on campus, or Facebook, and stuff like that. People thought it was funny. I remember one time I did a talent show with my homie Kelvin Williams, and I found out he did comedy for real. Yo, you funny, and he was real impressed by my act. And, you know, after the show and everything, I went up to him and I was like, yo, Kelvin, I want to do comedy. I want to do comedy. And I think he thought I meant like a one-time only type thing. I don't know how serious he was, how serious he thought I was. But, you know what I'm saying? He was, he was like, yeah. So, one time, you know, there was a pageant and Kelvin was supposed Mr. to perform. And, you know, he's like the funniest dude on campus at the time, you know. And so he was like, hey, 
Rob, I'm gonna need you to help me out, dude. I don't really got enough, you know, material work that people ain't really heard yet. So, you know what I'm saying? Could you come and do your poetry thing? So, Kelvin came on, he did his set, he killed it. He really set up the stage for me to really, like, mess up, you know? He killed it. But then when I got on, I came on with my poetry thing. It was so different, you know. We both got a standing ovation, and that's when I was like, yo, I want to try comedy. So then a couple months later, I decided to do a little pageant. I ain't had no talent. So I decided for the first time I'm going to do stand-up comedy in this pageant. I did some impressions. I did a poem. I did all kind of stuff. And, you know, that was one of the most memorable things, in my opinion, from the pageant. And I remember Mark Lamont, that's my advisor for the union, he put on a show called Locals Labs Live. I did that, and then, you know, that was real cool and everything. That was real cool. So then a couple months went by. I went to Chicago, went to Jokes and Notes. It's a real cool spot. You know what I'm saying? And my mom had took me to the punchline for my birthday. And then she also took me to see Charlie Murphy at Uptown. And around this time, I was like, man... Yo, Kelvin, I think I can do this stuff Yo, I think I can do this for no, real. Man, I think I can do this for real. And so when I told Kelvin that, he was like, all right, sign up for some open mics. I'm going to get you in contact with this dude, Sherm Gartrell. And so Sherm Gartrell, he had put me on with this club called The Office Lounge. I've been practicing stuff, me and my sister. Me and there, she listening to me. She's like, oh, I don't like that. I don't like that. Yeah, that's funny. You know, helping me out and whatnot. And so I went and I killed it. The host of that show was the homie Ronnie Jordan. I didn't even realize it at the time. I was so worried about what am I going to say? What am I going to do, you know, on the stage? But I didn't even realize it was Ronnie Jordan until I got off the stage. And he was like, yo, that was really dope, you know? He was like, how many times have you went up? And I was like, oh, that was my only, only like my third time. I only went up three so, times. After that, it's just been a wrap. He told me things like, make sure you stay on the stage. Host everything stay you can. Stage, open for everyone you can. And he really showed me, like, the hustle of the game. And so, ever since he told me that, really much, pretty much on this campus, I've been a monster. Every pageant I can host, every event I can host, every time I can perform, I do it. For y'all entertainment, but also to make me a better person at doing what I do. And so I really appreciate him for that. And you know, I try to reach out as much as I can because I know that he reached out to me Yo, as a young person in the game. Y'all. So I know these next people, I'm definitely going to reach out to y'all. And you know, when it comes to this comedy thing, I'm about to be that dude. I'm about to be that dude. So, I can't believe that was eight minutes long. Rob, I'm so proud of you. And I really want to thank you for sharing that with us. Really was that, was that straight through? Part did, you just, back. did you just stream that? I will never look yeah, at you the same way again. You That's are a impressive. different person to me. It's hilarious That's as hell. That's a lot of production. But it's, a, it's impressive. Man. Well, I had it's to stream it because there was a lot of, there's a long line to record in the recording studio. How long like, did you have to wait? At the Student Learning Center. Oh so. my God. Damn, man. <laughs> A UGA a too. A lot of mixtapes were happening at the same time. <laughs> this did was the you, last week of school. Did you record it <laughs> by yourself? This motherfucker here just talking. They <laughs> 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 just talking. <laughs> Could you please press stop, please? <laughs> All right. <laughs> did you record it by yourself or did somebody help you? I think I recorded that one by myself. I think all the ones it with is me rapping. It is a very naked moment where you really need alone time to get your feelings out. I know I didn't have enough times to sync it so that when I said the background parts, it was not me talking over me talking so there's a lot of like you're you're a real funny dude you're a real funny dude like it's like <laughs> a lot of that going on oh, oh my so god embarrassing. Oh, oh, man. no i love it so much can we can we expect the sequel you think i've, I've always said mm-hmm. i should do another mixtape 30 I really 30 hours man mixtape. i should do another mixtape Cause like um when I did trap covers I was like man I should really do another mixtape. What trap cover did you do? 
I did the Lizzie McGuire theme song <laughs> over like Wicked by Future, and then I did. Uh, I think my favorite. Hit me, baby, one more time. Hit but me. I didn't know a lot of people did that. Uh, the, oh. Somebody had a really fucking good. Trap fr- covers gave me life. Name. Vanessa Carlton doing the um, what was it? I'll like walk a thousand. And I would walk. Oh no oh. no 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 no! I did it. I did the Lizzie McGuire theme song in the style of the Migos. Yeah, yeah. The triplets. I did it the over triplets. Dad. The Gucci Mane. I'm gonna the, cut some trap. The Atlanta triplets. Um, we do have. Uh, we do have to ask you, Maria. What's your favorite Kanye West song? That's an intense question. That you have to answer. It's a competition between three. Okay, what are your three? Everything I Am is a big one. Everything I Am off of the graduation. Yep. Damn. Um, I'm going to say uh, Roses. Roses goes without saying off the late registration. <laughs> and um, um, and then I'm going to go... Uh, okay. I f- I, it's really hard for me off this album, but... Uh, I'm gonna go Devil in a New Dress. Devil uh, in a New Dress featuring Rick Ross. You about to hate me because I don't like people dodging this question. Out of those three, mm-hmm. one of those right three, now. Narrow it down in this moment. March one right now. If, if I like you, it could change tomorrow, but right now, right now, right now. Give you something right, right now. now, right now. <laughs> Give me one right now. <laughs> what about now? <laughs> what about the Vogue part? Devil in a New Dress from the whole part. Yeah, Devil in a New Dress. <laughs> With Tom Brady's favorite artist, Rick Ross. (laughs) Your boy's drunk. (laughs) I bet you exposed yourself enough today, Rob. You don't have to get It took an hour and a half, but we got him there, everybody. Oh, man. You notice that as Rob has gotten drunker, he's gotten more jovial and less interested in arguing. I would like that smile has left his face. I came at you because I knew you was going to come from my head. Like I knew, like like going into this, I was like, "Really, Maria?" And Chris was like, "Yeah, she wants to make fun of you." And I was like, "All right, ready?" Like I was, I came in with my armor up and my I had shield. No up, plans to make fun of you. And I'm so sorry. Yo. I'm so I'm, I'm so, so happy sorry. I was right so now. combative. Because earlier we were listening to this. I like earlier, when you're combative. It's so cute. There was there was so much. It wasn't really tension. It was it was all good, but it was just like this. I'm, what I'm, happened? I did Maria's podcast a minute ago, right? All right, and then every Not time, I, podcast, and then I an started listening to our old podcast, and when I would listen to it, they would misquote me every episode. <laughs> like Rob Hayes said, "Man, women suck." And I'm like, I say that. Nobody has ever said that you said that, and I don't think that you think that. But you would miss that y'all would misquote me so much on there, and I would just be like, "Man, hey, bro, I, I gotta say, that. all I, I heard like when that. you said all that is that you listened to the podcast, and that so makes me much. feel so good." Yeah, I would text you Ray like, all the time, be like, you, "Oh my god, blah blah blah." Yeah, and and you're wonderful, and we loved having you on there. I would love to do the new one. Um, Have you ever had anything traumatic happen to you? Nah, I got blasted by a car. Let me talk about that. You got blasted by a car. I almost died. <laughs> you can be on, Rob. You can come on and tell me about something. That tell us about the thing, this whole making like... another, of that goddamn mixtape oh traumatic God. experience. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't at the time. <laughs> Yo, that's how much juice I had. That adults downloaded, asked me for this mixtape. Adults, I like what ran adults? out like college students this oh, is it actually friends. no because nobody Technical it advice. is impressive i'm not uh, it is very I thought impressive. You meant they, they, like they really professors. listen to it every now and then they'll text me or like snapchat me pictures of them like oh look what popped up on my on my phone look what popped up on my ipod like it's like freaking crazy that people really like put like like listen to my bull at the time yo well you know there wasn't a lot going look, on look where we are <laughs> <laughs> matt stafford had left he was gone Man, and I, 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 and I say, think everybody who, for real, who supported me before I like even knew what I was doing or had a clue what like comedy was, stick that at the end of the album. Supported me because they knew me, and I, listen, I really appreciate that. As much as as much as we laughed and felt embarrassed for you listening to that track, that was really well produced. It was great, and that was not Aww. that's not something that I even think you should be embarrassed about. Like I get why it's embarrassing. It's embarrassing because it's, like, it's like six years. Yeah, ago. Yeah, no, I get, it, but it's also like wonderful, and it's, it's just like it's, very. You know why it's embarrassing? 
Because it's so Kanye. It's all exposed, Rob. You put yeah. yourself It's the very last there. call. It's so last call. It's I also brand. did a shout out track to the that uh that Lupe song where he shouts out everybody at the end of food and liquor. Oh yeah. <laughs> now I want to hear that. That's for that that's for later because I actually yeah. love Lupe. Yeah. All right. Oh. Second we we are we're gonna have second question. Maria. Best Muslim in the game. Your least favorite Kanye song. All right, I'm going back to the deck. Hold on. Mm. She almost called Lupe the best Muslim. Best Muslim in the game. In the game. I don't know if I can Most Def is the best Muslim in the game. Trumpian speak. Hmm? That was a Trumpian statement. That was not. That's I was talking about hip hop. Best Muslim in the game? He That's is. Very He's Muslim. Trumpian. That's not Trumpian. Who's the best Muslim comedian? Who's the best Muslim comedian? Yeah. Mike Tyson. Dave Chappelle. Oh. It's a tie between Mike Tyson and Dave Chappelle. You can, why? Mike Tyson's hilarious. <laughs> Think of all the Mike Tyson. Dad, Nick Cannon's impressions. hilarious. <laughs> Think of all the Mike Tyson impressions you've heard in your life. Think about The Hangover. Would it be the same without Mike Tyson? I think Tyson? about The Hangover, and I think about Hangover 2 and 3. It's ruined to me now. They, what? They needed. You see Hangover 2 and 3? I saw 2 and 3. Mike Tyson's in number 2. Is he in number three? No. I haven't seen Hangover 3. Is that a problem that I haven't seen Hangover 3? Is that no. a problem? What kind of problem? Kanye music's in the Hangover franchise. It is. Though. I feel like Zach Galifianakis made that happen. What song is it? Is uh, Can't is, Tell Me Nothing yeah. the first one. It's, on, it's as, they, as they start driving to Vegas. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yeah, we in here, baby. I'm going to say I love Kanye. This is my least favorite Kanye. Oh character. no! That's, <laughs> That's in the rotation. Come on, the producer rapper finally made a song with no beat, and you hate it. And I it's just, to that three six mafia flow. Doesn't and do it's for double me. rhyming. Not only it just, the Kanye, it's, it's real. It's but real the lines hard. before the Kanye, but it's almost so fitting. It, well, here's the but, other. Here's why I don't like it because it comes directly after my favorite track on Life of Pablo, which is Freestyle Four. Yes, <laughs> another person that likes freestyle four. I, I keep trying I, to tell rap for the last three episodes. No, I've been no, on board freestyle four. Freestyle but you four at first. I wasn't at first. Freestyle four. That and one, even facts are gym songs right now. Facts I can't so work good. out if I'm not freestyle listening to facts. Four freestyle is, four is like freestyle four for me is uh, the wave i love listening freestyle four on the train and look people in the eyes that's that's where it gets creepy to me that's not that's not <laughs> see that's not right that's not natural at all can you imagine like like this rob looking at you this goofy ass smile on his face <laughs> i like it because it's like some dracula shit like yeah, this, dracula. Like, yeah like, but you're on like the, the train mo- but it's like the monster of this track yeah and you it's know, so like, good and it's just if like alfred hitchcock swallows was you. a rapper yes boom yes i love i love alfred converting people on that expression track and so that's your least favorite no, no, I love Kanye as my least favorite because oh. it comes directly after my most favorite. Oh, okay. So it makes that one feel would it be any song, throwable Any song me. after that would have been your least favorite song on the album. I mean, I mean, probably not like not Waves really song, or FML like, Where or did Wolves. you hear I Love Kanye for the first time? Was it on SNL? On uh, on the album. Because the pe- I feel like the people who saw Yeezy Season 3 and heard that for the first no, time. No, I heard it before that. Have a totally different experience. What do they think? Because I feel like like that was such a funny moment in the middle of the chaos that was Yeezy season three that it was like, man, like he already got us back. Like, like, like this dude is that dude that we like. We're here. We are here for a good reason. We are listening to the CD for the first time. Because we do mess with this dude, because we knew this album was gonna be great, and then I love Kanye was just like, like I a also high five. Really like, liked yeah. that clothing line. If we're gonna talk about it, hmm? I liked season three. Season three was dope. I liked it a lot. Yeah. Um. Well, Maria we had such a great time. This is this is the best. Awesome. This is my favorite time to sit down. Every, of all the episodes. I don't know why I'm saying your so favorite bad. time I don't to know. sit down. <laughs> Shut your up, favorite man. time that your knees were bent, yo, Chris. That means so much, dude. God damn it! Thanks so much, yo. I knew when I said this it. This is better than the greatest dump he's ever taken. 
This is the greatest time he's ever sat down. <laughs> Period. This is better than the last don't time. Don't do this, Maria. That, don't do this. This is oh, you don't better want me to than go your in? first time on a beanbag chair. <laughs> Thanks so much, Chris. Rob, can you tell us the first time you sat on a beanbag chair? Yes, with clarity? I was in preschool and I was like, what is this? It's got no bag. <laughs> Oh, so we got in the podcast. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. All right, Chris, I'm gonna let you finish. But this is podcast. It is an honor to be your best seated experience. That means because he's definitely had sex seated, so that means that it was better than that. the sex that he's you had seated. That. That ain't how the drug you can find me on Twitter at <laughs> Maria Heinig, H E I N E G G. Um, that's also my Instagram. You can listen to my podcast, The Worst Thing with Maria Heinig, on iTunes, Stitcher, and SoundCloud. Um, thank you so much for having me. This is so fun. Thanks for coming on. Will you guys plug yourselves? Yeah, sure. I'll plug myself. I'm at Robert is the man on Twitter. Rob Hayes on Instagram. Hayes Rob on Snapchat. Um, you guys find out what I'm doing on robhayes.com. I'll be at the Apollo Theater on June 2nd. <gasps> That's awesome. And the Bridgetown Comedy Festival the 3rd You're going to have so much fun. Seventh, so, you have yeah. so much fun at Bridgetown. Uh, <laughs> find me on, on Twitter at Sarah Chris Daniels and that's everything Instagram LinkedIn all that uh, LinkedIn <laughs> you can find me on Judate at Chris Daniels Yo, find me on Black Panther I got Chris Daniels Black people meet uh, you can find me on Yahoo Personals come on uh, this is on May 3rd come yeah on, I'll be at the Ann Arbor Comedy Showcase uh, May 20th and 21st Ooh, ha- happy Cinco de Mayo Thank you, Maria. We love you. Happy birthday. Thank you. Forever Dog. This has been a Forever Dog production. Executive produced by Joe Cilio, Alex Ramsey, and Brett Boehm. For more podcasts, please visit foreverdogproductions.com.